Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. So if I ask you a question, what is psychic ability? What's your answer? Maybe I should ask it a little different. What's your reaction to that? You know, the awakening that's going on across the planet, many, many people who were raised in staunch religious households have had the proverbial two-by-four crack them open, and they're, they're... finding a whole new realm of, quote, reality, unquote, that is part of the human genome, that's part of the, the human experience at some point. The, uh, it, it's a curious thing because I think at some level we are, we are all psychic, but I think there's different levels of that. Uh, and when I was preparing for this episode, I, re- I remembered seeing Ram Das live. He was given a talk. And he was over in India with his friend, and they were looking for this guru. And so they they rented a bus, him and his friend, so they could. Uh, they had heard that the guru was in a nearby town, and they were going to go visit this guru. So they're driving down the road, and and there's like um, 23 students walking down the road, and they pull over and they say, "Where are you going?" And the student said, we're, go- we're going to this town. And Ram Das said, well, that's where we're going. Do you want to ride? And uh, so the students get on the bus. And they're driving along. And one of the students came up and said, hey, the, the annual uh, pilgrimage to the river is today. And we're going to drive right by it. We're, we're really close to this pilgrimage where we can go experience that. And Ram Das said in the in the talk, he said, in that moment, my own brain had no clue what I was going to choose because the town they were headed to had a Hilton hotel, he's thinking fresh sheets, a shower, and he's undecided in the moment. And so they decide to go to the pilgrimage and they're driving along and it's like, uh, holy crap, there's the guru right there walking along the road. And they get out and they talk to him. And uh, the, the guru's wife, I guess, came up to him and said, um, whatever, master, I've prepared the 25 dinners you've asked me to make this morning. <laughs> and there were 25 people on the bus. And like I said, Ram Das himself had no idea what he was going to choose in that moment. 
And yet this guru could see what was going to transpire. And the reason I, I bring up this story is there's a, the spiritual realm of our human personas is much more vast than this 3D world we live in. And uh, so I, I'm excited for tonight's show. The topic tonight is Awakening Your Psychic Ability. And our guest tonight is Lisa Campion. We're going to bring Lisa on in just a minute. But when I asked you about what did you think about psychic ability, did you have a, uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, that's that woo-woo stuff. And uh, what we have on the show, we've never had a psychic call-in show. And there's a reason for that. I'm not, it's not like I'm, um, Again, again, psychics, quite contrary. Um, My last girlfriend was a psychic, and she just sat on the couch and did readings all day. But this show is about you, the listener, you, the listener, and what would empower you, the listener, what would put more tools in your toolbox that you might live a more rewarding and fulfilling life? So I'm I'm really delighted to to take a look at the 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 psychic realm, if you will, and and delve into it. And and Lisa, we've had her on the show before, is just I think the perfect person for this episode. Have you ever wondered if you're psychic? Have people told you that you're intuitive? Do you sometimes have a sense that something will happen and then it does? If so, you may be psychically gifted. Awakening Your Psychic Ability is Lisa's latest book. This transformative guide will help you understand, develop, and strengthen your psychic abilities. Perfect. And use your power to enhance your life and the lives of others. In this spiritual how-to, you'll learn how to turn up the volume on your own innate abilities and cultivate a deeper sense of self-awareness. You'll also find techniques to help you connect with the spirit world, set boundaries to protect your psychic energy, and establish a daily psychic routine. Your intuition can guide you towards your life purpose. You just need to know how to listen. This profound and practical book can help you get started today. Remember in 2020, 2021, the cart tipped over and the predictability of 2019 kind of got flushed. (laughs) I mean, industries, industries shut down. And when when we have a, a routine or a pattern, that is our livelihood and the wills fall off of it. It can be scary to the ego, but to develop your psychic abilities, to develop your psychic abilities is um, a way you can circumvent feeling lost in those situations. 
Lisa is a psychic counselor and Reiki master teacher with more than 25 years of experience. She has trained more than 1,000 practitioners in hands-on energy healing practice of Reiki, including medical professionals, and has conducted more than 15,000 individual sessions in her career. She must be tired. (laughs) She is the author of several books, including... The Art of Psychic Reiki, based, based near Providence, Rhode Island. She specializes in training emergent psychics, empaths, and healers so they can step into their gift, gifts. The world needs all the healers they can get. You can learn more at lisacampion.com. Join me in welcoming Lisa to the show. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Hey, Wes. Thanks so much for having me on the show again and I just want to say happy birthday because I know today's your birthday. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, I was really I was really young when I was born. Were you really young when you were born? <laughs> I, I mean really we could, young we, when I was born. we could be the same age then if we were born <laughs> I I love asking like a six year old dad and and his brain goes, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Mommy, help. <laughs> well, first of all, I really like your book, Awakening Your Psychic Ability, A Practical Guide to Develop Your Intuition, Demystify the Spiritual World, and Open Your Psychic Senses. So why don't, why don't we start off with you sharing your experience through your through your life, I mean, did you always have your psychic abilities turned on or did they come later in your life? No, I definitely was one of those I see dead people kids and always had a strong psychic ability just from the time I was little and I grew up in a really haunted house. Um, And so I just experienced things other people didn't. Um, I saw the spirits of, of dead people. I saw angels. I saw colors around people. I knew when things were going to happen. Um, and, you know, I was born in the 60s, less, so I grew up in the 70s and 80s, and back then it just wasn't something people talked about. You know, there wasn't, like, psychics on TV. There were no podcasts like this where people were talking <laughs> about it. It was – you really just had to be quiet, and I spent a lot of my life trying to pretend to be normal in public and – figure out what was going on with me. And um, I was really lucky. My parents were hippies and kind of spiritual seekers. So they, they didn't, you know, take me to the church and throw holy water on me like happens with some people. Um, but there, I was told I had a really good imagination. And my mom was like, we've got so many imaginary friends. Um, and I was just like, well, I was seeing a lot of spirits. So it was a strange kind of way to grow up. Um, and difficult in a lot of ways, but the challenges of it gave me a real passion for helping other people that are going through a a psychic or spiritual awakening um, find some guidance. Like, I I feel like I wrote the books that I looked for in the library that I couldn't find, and I became the Mm -hmm. teacher and mentor that I wanted to have when, you know, when I was going through that. So I went through it school of hard knocks, and I just really hope uh, that I can help other people not do that. That sounds familiar. I I feel a lot of the same impulse. Um, Well, now, 
If I'm a, a newbie to psychic abilities and I'm listening to the show, it, it's not like, um, so I'm just going to make this stuff up. If if I've gone my whole life and I don't consider myself psychic, and then I get your book and I poke at it with a stick and then I get braver and, and uh, um, th- there can be a sense of, fear of that unknown but it's not like when you become psychic you're transported into some of the reality the reality has always been there in other words in our normal condition there's our angels around us and all these spirits and personas nothing changes when you open your psychic ability you've been in the psychic realm your whole life if that makes sense yeah, that's a really a really good way to put it, um, Les. And I think that a lot of times people are really surprised by how normal and everyday real psychic experiences are. And, you know, we get a lot of kind of crazy ideas about what being a psychic is like by watching TV and how me- movies portray psychics. And, you know, some horror movie and the poor psychic right. is like, tormented by some evil ghost that's trying to kill them that's really a demon and you know it seems like torturous and awful and the fact of the matter is that people everyday people have intuitive and psychic experiences all day long like we just don't think it's any big deal we're just so like what that old thing that's i do, I do that 10 times a day you know and right. when the penny really drops so like maybe you sometimes have dreams that come true maybe the phone rings and not only do you know it's going to ring before it rings, but you know who it is. You're like, oh, I know that's that's my mom or whoever. Or maybe you have that little voice in your head that says, like, you know, don't forget your wallet when you leave the house. Or you have, like, a really strong impression, either good or bad impression, when you first meet somebody. Maybe you feel, like, creeped out. And you, you go to that hotel room or that Airbnb and you're like, what happened here? You know, <laughs> you feel good in here. Like the, this is like, those are really common psychic experiences that people have every day. Well, nice. But it it's not, um, it's not a get out of jail free card per se. You know, um, I have to laugh because um, I've had uh, um, I shared on the show a while back, I was about to measure really high power electricity. And in the last three seconds, my guide said, use both hands. And then I, I touched the power and it, it exploded. And had it been laying on my hand, it would have blown my wrist off. You know, so it's yeah. like, hey, you got my back. But then, yeah. but then I'm in the bathroom and I... I close the drain and I start the water and I'm going to I'm going to um, wash up and the phone rings and then I get totally distracted and I come back quite a bit later and the bathroom has flooded there's water in the drawers and I'm like what couldn't you tell me at least a hint that this was going on <laughs> and I I don't think they're um, I think they want us to still have the human experience, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the things I talk about in the book is what what is sort of the responsibility of our spirit guides. The spirit guides are these spiritual beings like angels that we all have around us. We all have like a team or committee 
of these beings that help us. And there are some rules of engagement here. And one of the rules is that they can't interfere with our free will. And their job isn't to save you from the consequences of your own actions because that's how we learn as humans, you know? So um, just like if you're a parent, you you don't do your kids' homework for them because they don't learn. They don't, they, they won't right. do well on the test. They, you know, they fail the test if you do that. So our guides are like that. Their role is to support us, to cheer us on, to show us different options. You know, we have to be dialed in. We have to listen. We have to pay attention. But at the end of the day, we still have free will, and we we have to choose. Nice. Now, I suppose that 7 or 8 billion people on the planet, there's quite a collage of psychic um, skills, so to speak. And what what I'm getting at is, um, like, clairaudience and, and whatnot, can you just give us a brief overview of the 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 common psychic abilities? Yeah, sure. Um, it's a great question. So I think um, people really, uh, and one of the problems that I think I run into these days is that people have now thought, think that um, psychic and clairvoyant mean the same thing. So clairvoyant is a visual psychic. That's what I have. It's It's actually the most rare. When we have that one, we see, see things like movies in your head. It's not so much about seeing things with your, your actual eyes, but seeing inside your head. Right. And a lot of people think they're not psychic because that's not happening, happening to them. I don't right. see anything. It happens to me all the time when I'm doing, you know, training my students. And I lead them through an experience and be like, they'll be like, no, I didn't get anything because they didn't see anything. And, um, you know, I love to help people shift into using the word perceive or experience because that opens us to the other psychic senses that are much more common, like the auditory sense, which clairaudience, which is where you hear a little voice in your head that's not you. Like, you know, we have long conversations with ourselves inside our own heads, and sometimes our guidance comes through that, and the voice in your head is coming, not it's not you, it's coming from outside of you. A really common one is the physical sense. I love this one. Um, because it's so reliable and it and it's so dismissed as unimportant or ignored by a lot of people. But your body is constantly giving you really accurate psychic information. And we can experience that like maybe when you meet somebody, you know, and you have a strong physical reaction or, you know, we have that feeling of like the hair standing up on your um, on your arms or goose flesh. There's really good psychic information there. And how we feel about things. You might say I have a good feeling or a bad feeling. That's clear sentience or the feeling sense, clear cognizance, the knowing sense. I don't know why I know. I just know. Those three are probably the most reliable. If you're feeling it in your body, you're feeling it in your emotions, and your gut is telling you, that's something you really, really need to pay attention to because that's, that's gold right there. Right. Kind of like the the sentence in my head, use both hands. That wasn't my brain. That mm-hmm. was my angel saying. Uh, yeah. Right. And uh, well, the if if I go uh, if I want to increase my uh, psychic ability, for me the the psychic realm has. Um, a lot of information that would help our minds, our egos navigate. Like I was saying in the intro, 2020, the wills fall, fell off a reality. 
and a lot of people had to reinvent their lives, that's a perfect place for, um, you know, a psychic conversation, so to speak, with your guides and whatnot. When we, uh, but that there's, uh, I, I want to talk just a minute about channeling. We've had a lot of channelers on this show, and I've heard um, some psychics will say, you know, I went to the the, the channeling session. And I could see the channeler's persona and, and the entity they were channeling, and it was anything but benevolent. In other words, um, the the being that was being channeled was trying to blow smoke up everybody's ass. And um, how can you discern if the wrong persona, the wrong, you know, you know what I mean? Because if, if you turn on this radio receiver and there's a lot of, psychic energy in your presence is there a way to discern if if what you're hearing is from your your angels and guides and and discern if if what you're hearing is not in your best interest yeah for sure and a lot of times psychics who um, are just starting um, connect with the astral realm and the astral realm sort of the next one over from where we are and it's like you know, not, it's maybe not the best neighborhood <laughs> in the psychic world of left where the Ouija board takes you, you know, and right. that's where you're, mo- you're likely to get the, the, the beings that don't have your best interest at heart. And I think, we, so we have to practice something called discernment and discernment is the ability to tell what's going on. We do it with people all the time, you know? So now they say, like psychologists say that when we meet people, we form, we just have this discernment that is a lot of times our psychic sense is picking up information and sending it, you know, we're processing it very quickly um, about whether somebody is good, neutral, or bad, you know. And if and we do it every time we, we encounter somebody. We can do the same thing with spirit. And so we really want to make sure that we feel uplifted, that you feel like the messages are you know, um, enlightened, uplifted, we can ask, you know, the highest level guides available to me in this moment, Christ consciousness or above, the angels, masters, and saints only, you know, Um, and that's like, I'm going to avoid the psychic riffraff and go right to, you know, the people that have something, just like you wouldn't take advice from a random person that you're, you find walking, you know, down the street, (laughs) maybe you would, but, uh, you know, you're going to think twice (laughs) about that, you know. Um, and we're, you, you're going to go to somebody you know has some wisdom for you. So we need to make sure we're calling on the highest guides, and we need to make sure, you know, if you're getting information that doesn't make you feel good or that is belittling, demeaning, controlling, um, you, you know, that's where you really want to look out for that. I like that. When the information is trying to control or manipulate you, it is not a benevolent being. Right, and well, you're very, gonna feel it because it'll feel it'll feel icky. Well, now um, I shared with you the other day um, my my psychic ability is knowing, and the other day I saw my own aura for the first time, and, mm-hmm. and it really kind of startled me. It's like ooh, blue and green, ooh, 
pretty colors. <laughs> That's cool. And and uh, um, what I'm getting at is like if if we open up uh, this this spiritual realm, um, maybe the 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 first encounters there might be something lost in translation. In other words, our minds. Um, have a narrative going on in our heads and perhaps our guides are trying to get us to take a hard left. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, in our mind, a hard left just doesn't make any sense. Um, you, you know what I mean? It, it's where we're trying to, um, discern, um, that we're getting the information correctly. Is there a learning curve with uh, psychic ability? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is, you know, and and I think what you're talking about is really common for people who are just starting out, for people that are new, for people that haven't learned discernment yet. Um, And, you know, a lot of times people come into this world sort of through a paranormal doorway. And, you know, I love paranormal stuff. I watch ghost TV a lot. And it's just, you know, it's kind of fun, but it's not a great, it's not a door that's going to lead you to the higher realms. You know, right. so yeah. um, we have to be a little careful about like, you know, some there's some sort of unsafe and unrecommended psychic practices that can get you in a lot of trouble. And you can get into trouble if you go looking for it, you know, for sure. And so we also can look for some of the better stuff, like by calling on the higher, higher powers, by working on raising our own frequency, raising our own vibration um, so we can connect to the higher frequencies. And when I um, when I teach psychic development classes, I notice that my students under start undergoing personal growth work. Like their stuff comes up to be cleared and healed. And psychics call that clearing the channel, where we have to work a little bit to to clear our own stuff out of the way, so we can receive clear information that's not colored by our own unhealed parts, our own, our own wounds, our own faulty thinking. You know, um, and I think about like the channeling is like light coming through a prism, you know, and the clearer the prism is, the more clear the information is. And we we are constantly working. I'm constantly working on cleaning up my own stuff so that I'm getting a clearer and clearer connection. Nice. Well, I'm, I mean, how many people have gone to a party or a big social function with lots of people and you drive home and you just feel like slammed, like um, really fatigued or exhausted. Uh, can we pick up psychic energy in those situations? And and if so, what can we do to um, get back to normal, so to, so to speak? Yeah, it's a fantastic question and super important. Um, I always teach psychic self-defense hand-in-hand with psychic opening. Um, it doesn't seem right to open someone's psychic and not teach them how to, how to the basic energy hygiene, energy management, psychic self-defense um, that we all need as we increase our sensitivity. We need that more and more. So there's just some practices you can do and should do um, very regularly to help ground yourself, to help clear energy that you release energy that you've picked up from other people and to protect yourself um, and I call that ground, ground clear and protect. I teach it many different ways to teach it. 
Um, there's lots of different ways to do it. I tend to use a breathing and, and visualization technique, and I do it before I go into those big box stores, before I go into Walmart or Home Depot, <laughs> I, I'm in the parking lot, you know, like put the shields on full, and then sometimes halfway through, I don't know what it is about Costco, but like halfway through Costco, I'm like, I'm like on, you know, empathic overload and psychic overload, like I've blown my circuits, and I'm like, I don't remember my name or where I parked my car or what I'm doing here, you know? Right. So I'll, like, I have to do, like, I'll, you know, have to come around and clear and protect myself again and then even when I come out. So I do it once a day and as needed um, when when I'm around a lot of people because the more open we get, the more sensitive we are to, to absorbing that kind of energy. Right. So if I'm a listener to the show and I haven't considered myself psychic per se, um, and and with your book, uh, you offer great guidance to help learn these critical aspects about being psychic, but you've been psychic for a long time. What's on the other side of, of cracking open the curtain, so to speak? I mean, how do... I guess I'm asking, in your life, day-to-day, how does your psychic abilities um, influence your life? I think there's a couple of ways, and there's sort of these are the benefits to doing this work, is that it's very useful, like you said, in helping us navigate the rocky and difficult trains of our own life. So when, when we went into something like the pandemic, you know, we didn't know we didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to handle that. Nobody had ever done that before, you know. So right. people who were, I think were really tapped into their intuition, tapped into getting messages. You know, we can we can navigate these choppy waters, and I and our psychic messages really come deeply from our soul, from our higher self. So we also can, it can guide us to live a more soulful, satisfying life. And to me, that's sort of the you know, such a good reason to want to, you know, take the time to train this. And I feel like we also help other people, you know, that we can be of service. And even if you're not working as a professional psychic like I am, you can still fold it into whatever you're doing. You know, there's, it's applicable to, like, I'm sure you're intuitive all the time as a, as a radio show host. You know what I mean? Like you're tapping into that if you're a teacher or a therapist or, a parent or anybody doing anything in the world, your intuition, sometimes you open your mouth and your angels speak through you and you say what needs to be said to the person in front of you. And that's a great act of service, right? Right. Well, now, um, I think, I'm no sproctologist, but looking at the tea leaves, I want to think that a lot of people got cracked open in the last couple of years because her life purpose is about to change or is changing or has changed. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah. the collective consciousness, our narratives of the past really didn't serve us. Our narratives of the past were, you know, um, um, totally incongruent with, with what love would choose for us. So how does your psychic ability how can that come into play when you feel like your life is changing and you're getting tugged in a new direction that 
might not make sense to your mind, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it happens all the time. And, you know, I think we really have these sort of two different parts of us. We have this higher self or soul self, and then we have our per- personality, our personal self. And they're, they're often in conflict with each other, you know. Like your personal self just likes the comfort zone and wants to do kind of the same old, same old. And your, your higher self, your soul self is not interested in that. So it knows that your evolution is on the is on the, is change. It's like riding the crest of the wave of change. So often, you know, I people won't listen to their psychic messages because it's telling them difficult things sometimes. And I see people sort of turn off their own guidance. If your guidance is saying, you know, you've got to quit that corporate that soul sucking corporate job you have, or <clears throat> this isn't the right relationship or marriage for you anymore, or time time to like quit doing this thing and move to Hawaii and become a surfing teacher instead. Like we don't always want to hear that. And yet um, it's where the good stuff is often. Right. So how can we, I mean, like you said, (laughs) the, the mind tends to like the comfort zone and the soul wants it change. How can we, um, I don't know what I call it, educate the ego. Like for myself, when I first went to write a book, my heart and my ego argued for like six years. My ego's like, oh, hell no. I'm some small town kid from a farm in Utah. Who wants to hear what the hell I have to say? And and it took a long time. But I finally got my ego to step aside and allow it to happen. And now when I write, I feel wonderful. And and so to make that transition, so to speak, where we're getting nudged in a new direction, is there a way we can flex our connective muscle with our soul? I mean, uh, maybe simple steps or something like that that can help form a better bond between our ego and our soul? Yeah, I think it's important not to throw the baby out with the bathwater here because we need our ego. We need our mind. It's just not always meant to call all the shots. You know what I mean? Like I really feel like our our soul speaks to our heart, our intuition, to our belly, and and gives us the the directive. And then then we can use our, our mind to go make it happen. You know, like our mind is the part of us, the ego self that can carry out those instructions and sit down at the computer and, you know, craft a book. We need that. Um, I don't think that we, you know, should throw that out. It's just more like um, I I think sometimes we need support. We might need a a coach or a mentor or a therapist or a healer. We might need a community. Um, we might need a spiritual practice where we tune daily into that part of ourselves so we are spending more and more time connecting in meditation and yoga or nature walking or whatever your spiritual practice is. It's such a fundamental um, aspect both of psychic development but also spiritual development. Nice. Well, since we have flesh and bones, since we have a body and we're incarnate, what about our our ancestors and our soul family, and um, how do we receive support from ancestral and soul family guides? I mean, what kind of things would they 
um, want to convey to us? Um, a lot of times they're super, like the super cheerleaders. They're kind of like watching over our shoulder. They're cheering us on. They're like, you can do it. You know, they're, <laughs> they're real curious about what, you know, the choices that we're making. We're like, oh, look, look at what Les is going to do next. Wow, that's so interesting, you know. And, um, you know, we can speak to them, they, if, especially if you have loved ones that have passed away that you're trying to connect with. You say their name out loud. That's like acts like an invocation and kind of collects their attention. And then if you speak out loud to them or you write to them, um, they really, really, really hear you. They really listen and they really hear. And a lot of times they'll try to find a way to let you know the message got got through. And that's why it's really interesting and and important to start paying attention to the signs, omens, and synchronicities that, that are around us, you know. And a lot of people who've lost a loved one will be like, oh, the cardinal was at my feeder this morning and I knew it was my dad. You know, or a butterfly landed on my on my hand, and I knew it was my grandma, right? Right. And those signs, our our loved ones will give us affirmation signs, confirmation signs, if we're paying attention. And there's such this beautiful um, process that can happen. Like you get you get an intuitive hit, you know, from your angel or from your granny or whoever, and you're like, okay, I got it, but I just need to. I think I got it, but I need a little confirmation, and then. You know, you go outside and there's like a, a hawk sitting on the roof of your car, like giving you this, this stink eye, you know, that happened to me the other day. And I was like, whoa, you know, I'm like, whoa, what was that? You know, or you know, the lights flicker or you hear music on the radio that you know is your grandma's favorite song. Um, the world is full of these signs and omens, these synchronicities that are like breadcrumbs from the universe, winks from, you know, winks from the universe that are helping us. Um, see and, and give some proof in a way, evidence that we can trust what's happening. Right. Well, for a long time, I wanted, I wanted to talk. I wanted a verbal conversation with my angels as I went throughout the day. And I kind of made a stink about it. This is a long time ago. And I'm like, crap, you know, um, let's, let's turn on the, the conversation and after I kind of pushed in that direction, it dawned on me that um, I'm already quite psychic. And, and the, the knowingness that I had in my psychic skills was working just fine. And it was just my mind that wanted kind of the conversation. So if, uh, if a listener's new to this realm of awakening your psychic ability, how would you discern what your psychic gifts are? In other words, um, you might want it like I did. You want to hear something, but what my inherent psychic ability was knowing this. How do you, how do you find the, your strong point, so to speak? I think doing a guided meditation, and I have a lot of them in my book, um, that leads you through a process of connecting with your guidance and then seeing what channels are open, you know. So, like, I take people through this meditation of visiting what I call the inner sanctuary, and that it's like a, a jumping-off point in between us and the psychic world. So I'm like, okay, so just imagine that you're there, 
And then what, look around. What do you see? What do you feel? What do you, can you smell something? Do you know something? Do you, how do you know where you are? Do you just know it? Do you just feel it? Right? And as you do more of those things, you'll begin to know, well, I don't really see anything, but I can hear waves on the beach. I just feel, I can smell the salt air. I just feel like I'm next to the ocean. So there you go. And um, those are the open senses for you that you have now. And as you pay attention to them and um, notice them and honor them and follow them, we can often open up the other ones that we don't have already established. But to figure out what the strong ones you already have open and really pay more attention to those, just practicing and giving yourself some of those experiences so you can see which ones are open. Right. Well, I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I guess I will. <laughs> um, can you share a, a couple of psychic hits that you, you had in your life that, that really were profound? Yeah. Um, I, what comes to my mind is like, you know, 20, 20 years ago, um, 25 years ago now, wake, sort of waking up in the middle of the night. And and really hearing like this voice that almost like shouted in my ear that said you're going to get divorced now. And I woke up as like I was in a cold sweat, and I was like, no, because my kids were so little. <laughs> you know, my daughter was only a year old, and um, wow. my sons were a bit older. And I was like, I I di- I didn't want to get divorced. It wasn't what I had planned, and didn't want it. And um. And it was just this, such the certainty, and I it was kind of like you got to get ready, like you got to get your house in order, you got to, you know, prepare. And it was right. almost like two years, two years to the day that happened that that I that that, that I did get divorced. Um, and you know, there's been other um, other times. I remember when I was a kid, leaving my I was probably eight or nine, leaving my grandparents' house and turning back and looking over my shoulder and seeing my grandma, and grandpa. Um, waiting goodbye, and I was like, "That's the last time I'm going to see my grandpa." Right. And then he died. He died, you know, six months later, kind of unexpectedly. Um, but I was like, "Wow," you know, like I knew that that was going to happen. Um. So I just, I just sort of really, um, I mean, I had a dream before my daughter was born. Um, my two sons wasn't expecting to get pregnant again, and then I had a dream that I met her. And it was a funny dream, Les, because I met her as an adult. It was like she walked into the room like this beautiful, full-grown, gorgeous adult. She's like, yeah, I'm your daughter. <laughs> and I'm coming, go get ready, you know. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't know if I was already pregnant or just about to be. Um, these kind of things have happened, you know, sort of significant choice. But here's a really funny one you'll like. In right before the pandemic happened, I I wanted to go visit France. I wanted to go back to the town I used to live in in France, and it was it was October of 2019, and I got this super strong message from my guides like, "You got to go this week, next week." And I was like, "I can't go. I got things to do. I'm like, I'm busy. I'm gonna go in April." You can't go in April. You're not gonna be able to go in April. It's not gonna happen. I'm like, "What do you mean? I'm not gonna be able to go in April? Of course I'm gonna be able to go in April." So I blew it off and. What April we were in total lockdown, and the trip that I had planned done didn't happen, you know, 
And right. I was like, wow, why didn't I listen? You know, but who knew? Who could have imagined a scenario right. where I wasn't going to be, you know, where that was going to happen? But I got a very clear message to go in October, and I wish, I really, really wish I had. Nice. Well, we we got about 10 minutes left in the show. I want to kind of take a step back and look at um, your psychic ability, you the listener, your psychic ability. Um, it It's really a way of uh, connecting with um, our angels and guides, and it, there's a whole team there so to speak that are that are here to to help us and to get past the woo 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 part of it because i i grew up staunch mormon in utah and psychics were like you know the devil or whatever and uh and now i i embrace it and encourage it because it's it's such a powerful modality for us to tap into information and guidance that can really change our life. How do you, uh, if you were to explain to the listener, I mean, how would the first chapters of opening up your psychic ability, what are some things to keep in mind? I think um, letting go of the misconceptions, myths and misconceptions of what we think it's going to be like is super important because we get some crazy ideas by watching movies, horror movies and paranormal TV shows about what it's like. Um, I think one of the best things you can start doing is is start what I call a psych, your psychic journal and just start writing down hunches, dreams you remember, the first impressions that you get when you meet people, um, any kind of little intuitive or psychic experience you do have, just write it down because they're very ephemeral. They're very like, they come and if we don't pay attention to them, they go really quickly, kind of like dreams. You know, you wake up, the dream is there and then you wake up and it's gone. So if we write, I promise you, if you write, start writing it down, you're going to be amazed by how psychic you already are. And then I think we have to kind of um, create some listening, some space in our life to listen because a psychic ability happens when we're quiet, when we're receptive, when our brain shifts out of the beta brainwave and into the slower, more trance-like alpha brainwave. And we just don't spend a lot of time there. So you're not going to get a lot of psychic messages unless you downshift into this alpha. That's why meditation works. That's why Things like walking the dog, taking the shower. You'd be amazed how many psychics get the best hits in the shower because we're in that <laughs> alpha state, washing the dishes, mowing the lawn. And I'm going to give you all an, an exercise to do. So try this. Write down a question in your psychic journal that you want an answer to. Um, and then go take a shower, go mow the lawn, go for a drive, you know, walk the dog, stare, lie on the grass and watch the clouds go over your head. Forget it. And into your mind, as your brain slows down into this alpha brainwave state, you shift into a more intuitive and creative state. And this is where we are open to receiving this guidance. So if you want more, you've got to spend some time in that state. Nice. Well, um, 
In your book, you talk about exploring the map of the lower, the middle, and the upper realms. What are those? Yeah, they're, they're, you know, I'm kind of orderly and structured for a psychic, you know, like kind of like a process <laughs> and a method. <laughs> and so I was like, there's got to be some organization to these. Like, it's not just willy-nilly over there. A lot of times as we're, as we're opening up, it feels sort of random or out of control. We don't really know what's going on. And I, I really like this idea of being street smart. And if you're street smart, you have a map, you have a guide, a mentor, and you can go and some knowledge, you can go anywhere in the world and be safe. And I'm like, we need that for the psychic world too. So I I created this map. It's a little bit of shamanism, a little bit from the theosophical people, from, um, from the Kabbalah, and from my own experiences of what the psychic worlds are like. And the, the lower realms really... Um, correspond to the shamanic realm to the the realm of our psyche of our subconscious it's a little bit like 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 alice in wonderland you know you fall down a hole and then you're in this other world that's a very shamanic lower world experience and it really helps us tap deeply into our soul our life purpose our psyche our subconscious the middle realm is more like where humans live it's like where we are the world we exist in we have humans and on one on one hand we have the spirits of the dead, and on the other hand, it also the spirits of the natural world, fairies and elementals, and then the upper world holds like angels, masters, prophets, and saints, beings, divine beings, beings of your consciousness. They're up there in the upper world, and that map helps us with discernment. So we were talking about, well, how do you know where you are? How do you tell if you have a good, a good, a good guide or not with you? Knowing right. where you are in the map can be really helpful with that. Well, very nice. Well, now now's the time to shine the spotlight on you. Tell us about your books. Tell us about your classes, your web page. Uh, share with the audience all those things. Sure. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I have um, a website, lisacampion.com. You can come by and visit me. And I have a lot of free resources for people who are develop, wanting to develop their psychic or feel like they're maybe an empath and wanting to explore that. I have a lot of free things. I have a YouTube channel. Um, also, you can visit. And I have psychic development classes of all, from beginner and in, in intermediate and very advanced classes and Reiki classes um, online available too. So if you're, you know, wanting to develop this part, um, then I've, I've got something for you. And, and my book's you can find on, on Amazon or in your local bookstores. So stop by my website and, and um, ask me a question, leave me a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Well, very nice. An hour can go by pretty fast. I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Well, thank you for spending your birthday with me, Les. It was really <laughs> a great, uh, great honor. We've been talking with Lisa Campion, and the the topic tonight has been the title of her latest book, Awakening Your Psychic Ability, a practical guide to develop your intuition, demystify the spiritual world, and open your psychic senses. It's, uh, you know, like I hinted to on the show, I think, humanity as a whole is kind of going through a um, uh, the psychic rototiller has been digging up the mud and 
in our collective consciousness. I mean, just look at the media, just look at what we put our attention on. And in order for us to be able to fully embody heaven on earth, we have to be vibrationally equivalent to heaven on earth. The We can't um, live in fear and shame and guilt and anger and deceit and spite and expect to experience unconditional love. And so to for you, for you in your life path, what changes are happening for you? Like, I, I really get the idea that there might be somebody, maybe this is you, that's worked in an industry like uh, education or um, medicine or whatever, and you've done the traditional business in these realms, and then all of a sudden um, you, you're getting tugged to, you're getting these um, psychic hits, so to speak, to start an, a whole new way of school, a whole new way of commerce, a whole new way of medicine. The There's no deity in the history of history, never once has a glowing orb come down from the heavens and waved a wand and converted the slums into palaces. It ain't going to happen. God is not going to come in that context. It's that fierce free will. We're given fierce free will. So it's up to us to choose to make a conscious choice about the new dynamics, the new paradigms, the new models of what our culture can look like for humanity all over the planet. And how does that happen? How does a new paradigm happen? Within each individual, it's that inspiration, that inspiration from within what we've been talking about tonight. So this is a very timely episode in that I think a lot of people are feeling that their life purpose is shifting and changing. And so you're not alone. I think it's happening to millions, if not billions of people all over the planet. Well, it's uh, it's always a pleasure I want to thank you for joining us tonight. I have very much appreciated you. Until next time. I'm your host, Les Jensen. You've been listening to a new human living broadcast. If you're a spiritual seeker, you're going to eventually bump up against your relationship with God, especially if you grew up in some of the more classic Western religions. Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior, is a spiritual book written for spiritual seekers to help them heal their relationship with God and more fully embody their own life purpose. Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior. Get your copy. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Thanks for listening. Until next time.